Well, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, if you could just start off by introducing yourself and what you do. Okay. I am Dr. Terry Wittick. I am a licensed physical therapist. I am also a certified nutrition coach. And in 2009, I became an IFBB bikini pro. I have not competed as a pro yet, but that process of becoming a pro, if you know competitors out there know that it's, it's quite a journey. So luckily I took 2019 off, which was, mm. or sorry, 2020 off. And the pandemic had stopped a lot of shows. And so it, it worked out for the best. And it, yeah. You took, the per- you took perfect timing. <laughs> like- it, it was perfect. Yes. So I took last year off and in the process last year, I actually started my own company on next level health and fitness. So that is going very well. I left my job as a physical therapist and now I'm doing this full time. And it's, it's kind of like a dream come true with helping people. I have people all over the U S you know, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, but I have people in, you know, Portland. I have people in California. I have people in Maryland. It's, it's kind of crazy how fast it expanded. So what is next level? So as a physical therapist, I obviously treat people for injuries. You know, I was an outpatient therapist. So it was like, you know, knee pain, back pain, things like that. So when people would come in and I was in my like competition phase, they would always ask me about nutrition and this, and it would always come up in conversation. So Mm -hmm. and more and more people kept saying like, you need to do this on the side. And it just kind of planted that seed of like, Yeah, you know, maybe it's like, that is something. And it kind of became like a, I felt almost trapped as a therapist and insurance wise, you know, like they really limit what you can do, the amount of time you have with patients, uh, you know, the amount of information that you can give them. It's, it's kind of like heartbreaking when you send somebody away, knowing that they're still going to have knee pain because Mm. it's really kind of the weight loss. That's really going to help them not so much the joint mobs and exercises that we do. So that's what kind of made me break out into, into doing this. Wow. Yeah. So, so you've, uh, have you hit your one year mark of doing the company now or? No. So may actually may, may 5th will be my, my one year mark. So I was doing this for, what is it? Six months, I guess, with Mm -hmm. working full time as a senior clinic manager, like multi-site clinic it was crazy. So I was trying to do this on the side and it was, it's not easy, you know? So I finally made that jump out of my full-time job. And I honestly, I've never looked back. I never regret it doing it. And it's been awesome. So, uh, uh, we were talking a little bit before, but how did, uh, everyone around you go with this giant leap of you being like, I'm leaving this and I'm going, going full-time into this thing, you know? Yeah. So I remember, you know, everybody was very supportive, but my, my parents are, you know, they grew up in a time that like you get a job, you get married. It's kind of like this Mm. after this, after this. And, and very, when, I mean, my job was a very good paying job. Like I had no reason to leave when it came to that, but I was not happy. So I remember calling my parents and I'm like, um, are you guys sitting down? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, I just quit my job. And they're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, it was, but 
that's the what I was expecting from them. But what I heard on the other end of the phone was, that's good. Mm. Like, we're happy. We're proud of you. And for my dad, of all people, to say this, you know, who struggled his whole career to just support his family, to yeah. see his daughter leave a, a, a position that was paying the bills and, and, you know, more than enough. But he saw it in my face of like, she needs to go do this. Yeah. So it's, it's like a touchy subject for me because it's to have their support was, was huge. You know, all of my friends yeah. and stuff, I think like some people watch from afar and they're either like, man, she's gonna like fall on her face or wow, she's going to do big things. So, you know, it's, I never really am the kind of person to ask for people's opinions, meaning I don't go and like take a survey and say, oh, well, you know, most people don't think I should do this. So um, I'm just going to, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. I kind of make the jump and then ask yeah. questions after. So. Yeah. 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 And it, uh, it seems like you're a very motivated person. And uh, the more I talk to people uh, like you, where it's like they've, they've done uh, jumps in their life before of like, you know, like I feel like competing could definitely be one of those when you've decided that you're going to compete uh, that was probably a jump into that. And so you do these jumps and they kind of get in your brain a little bit easier because you're like, yeah, this is what I want. And, you know, the worst case scenario is I go back and get another job, you know, and it's just kind of like, okay, so what, what is the, the fear? And you just go into it. Exactly. And, um, yeah, a lot of people, like, especially in the comedy world, I see a lot of people held back by, uh, the fear of like what other people will say or other people will think, or, you know, all these certain angles of it where they're like scared to kind of fully get into it and stop saying that it's a hobby and start saying that it's like their future career, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your whole life. You, you are trying to please everybody, but when you lay mm. down in your bed at night, it's like, are you happy? You know, it's, I, I finally figured out after 36 years of, you know, I'm not going to please everybody. So yeah. why don't I focus on myself and it's paid off, I guess. Yeah. 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 So what, uh, do you have like future plans for this year of like expanding and changing or like what, like what's on your mind, like guiding you in 2021 for this? So when I made the jump out of my full-time job, I had two other like home health jobs lined up because that's kind of like you can schedule PR, like you can schedule around my schedule. So oh, okay. I had like everything lined up to where I was going to need that. And since I left my job, I pretty much like, my gosh, like six, seven times the profit. So I ended up not needing yeah. that job so much, which is awesome. But I didn't really plan for this to happen so quickly. So it's, it's definitely going to be something that, you know, there's, there's so many options. I can either max it at so many people that I work with. I can um, kind of give that process to maybe other physical therapists that are looking to get out of the insurance world because yeah. it's, it's only getting worse. Um, so it, it's kind of like the possibilities are endless. I, I honestly, I just want to get this, in front of so many people because it's perfect timing as far as the pandemic and all that stuff. Like yeah, it literally couldn't be more perfect because so many people need more advice, more outreach with the the health and the fitness just to get their, 
their lives back. I mean, it's, we talked about that before. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's, um, I know that you have a, a ebook that you, that you have written. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So, so I, again, my background and my, my degree is within physical therapy to break into the, like the nutrition part of it. I do have certifications, but you know, there's lulls and things that you have to abide by. So I work with a company evolution nutrition, uh, and they provide these things, you know, eBooks and stuff like that to, to get the information out there, because especially around, you know, January, we all get overloaded with information about what diets to do, what exercises to do. And some of them are like off the chain. Like my, my thinking is to, it's literally just go back to the basics. I mean, like go back to the basics of what is nutrition? What is the basic exercises? You, you really don't have to do crazy exercises and people increase their risk of injury. Like so much going on in YouTubing or like doing these crazy workouts. I have a, that, that's like another soapbox of mine, but anyways, <laughs> back to the ebook a little, uh, yeah. I, yeah, totally went left there, but yeah. So the ebook is just a, like a 10 page kind of guide. It kind of outlines myths about nutrition, what people are kind of being told or what they think like skipping meals is going to help, mm. you know, lose weight. Um, so it kind of outlines that, uh, that fat is bad. That's obviously not true. So it outlines that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it's just a little thing to kind of get out to as many people want to read it, honestly. Yeah. I didn't even think about that because when I, uh, I'm not saying I, I work out all the time, but I am saying that, uh, I, I'm, I try to stay active, you know, and I, I'm more of like a, an active type of person, you know, yeah. those are my type of, uh, act things that I like to be fit for is like maybe going on a hike, going on a bike ride, you know, very simple things. I didn't even think about uh, because like when I was in high school, YouTube was just starting. We didn't have so much of iPhones and stuff like that. So I, you know, I was learning my fitness through classic, classic uh, doing, doing uh, uh, wrestling and, and activities and, and that. And I, I, I didn't even think about that. I guess someone, younger than me or my age even that's like I'm going to change my life could just go onto YouTube and then start watching people doing like backflips off of a mountain and they're like that's the exercise that's what I want to do I didn't even that's crazy (laughs) yeah what I see people doing at the gym is like I want to just walk over and like hand my card to them because it's like you're you're gonna get injured there's no like when I see people doing um uh you know not to be like judgmental, but when, when I see a, you know, woman in her forties or fifties doing burpees that Mm. doesn't need to be doing burpees, like they could be doing stuff that's comfortable for them, that they're, it's going to help them lose weight. Like the biggest part is what you eat. Honestly, that's, that's nutrition is a huge part of it. And that's the Mm -hmm. hard part, you know? So it's, it's definitely doing the right exercises and, just staying active like you you can go hiking like you don't have to go to the gym so yeah yeah I I'm very much that person because like I used to really love lifting weights and I used to be like into that and uh the older I get though now I'm more of like 
I just I just want to like be like listening to a podcast as I'm hiking or you know like riding a bike like I'm very like casual and my goals are very like low my goals are very minimum of like yeah I just don't want like I I just don't want to gain any more weight I want to stay at the same weight and just be like the same thing so that's like my, my I know my goals are a little bit different than some people where they're like they are trying to achieve something but but that that right there is like what you want because what i find is that people go gung-ho in january february and Mm -hmm. by march they're eating candy bars and drinking wine you know what i mean like it's (laughs) it's back to what they were before and having just small little things you change in your life over time can drastically change it It, it's amazing so yeah i 100 percent agree with that i uh the last like eight months have cut out dairy and uh that alone i lost lost weight immediately lost like you know nothing nothing crazy but like five eight pounds or something and uh but like the way i feel is way better and it was a slowly like i'll just have it this way and and, and then slowly removing it from everything that i ordered or bought or whatever and now now i don't even think about dairy but um yeah it's it's stuff like that because i also am that person where the first time I tried to cut out dairy, I just went fully like I'm doing it. And then like two weeks in, I was like right back to it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't so. do this. I'm gonna go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just just drinking gallons of milk and <laughs> you know, eating sticks of butter, you know, just <laughs> well, da- dairy is an inflammatory. So if you have like joint pain and things like this, people like you don't have to be lactose intolerant to your body to be affected by dairy. So uh, mm. Yeah. After competing and cutting out dairy, trying to incorporate it back in is not, you know, my, my body just doesn't like it. So mm. it's, Interesting. it's something that you, you, everybody's different, you know, so you just kind of have to adjust to your body and see like you, you did it and you lost eight pounds. You feel so much better. You know, it's not even yeah. the weight. It's, it's how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I honestly, I, I know that I lost the weight. I didn't even, I'm not getting like on a scale or anything. Cause at this point I'm just trying to like stay on path, you know, like I'm just trying to <laughs> just stay in your forward. clothes. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm like, it, everything fits great right now. Let's stay that way. And <laughs> I like this attire. I'm just going to stay in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when I buy this size of a shirt. So that's yes. what I, <laughs> that's 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 women women have like you know one size up one size down and we just fluctuate you know all all the time so it's it's not a good habit to have for sure but um so what got you into competing then so my I've been an athlete my whole life so I played Mm. basically soccer and basketball basketball I was not the best at I was super tall when I was young compared to everybody else and then around six seventh grade everybody started to catch up to me and I was not good at basketball so when you're young you're like I, I'm just dunking on them you know I was just the tallest person so yeah, I would like, obviously get yeah yeah <laughs> I was forward until like seventh grade and then they're like okay you can play guard I'm like well, what do I do here like I don't know how to do they're this. like hang out just hang out That's- yeah no yeah basketball shortly ended after high school uh soccer I I mean I played a lot I played in college Um, I tried to play after grad school, which was, let's see, like maybe five years after I like was playing in college. And I quickly found out that my brain knows what to do with the ball, but uh, my body did not function. So it was like, 
I am a super competitive. I needed something that was competitive. I am not like the cheerleader type. And I felt like competing was like the ultimate challenge of stepping on stage and prancing around. Like <laughs> it's like my alter ego. Like that's, if, if you know me, that's not who I am. And to mm. be able to get up and actually go pro at this sport was like, it was crazy. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Awesome experience. Yeah. So are you, are you more of an introvert? Is that why you say that or? I, it's weird because my job as a physical therapist, I mean, I talk to people all day long, but Mm -hmm. I would say yes, definitely introverted. Uh, I'm not one to go to a party and like talk to everybody. I'm the kind of the one that'll sit back and kind of observe how, like who's joking about what, like, what can I kind of talk to people about? Uh, which kind of makes me come off as a bitch sometimes at first, but I mean, in actual, I'm really not. I am a very nice person. I just, I, I kind of sit back and observe and and take everything in first. Yeah, I well, I agree with that. I I'm I'm the same way. Uh, like when there is a group of people, when it gets above three to four people, I'm uh, all of a sudden like in the back. I'm just like listening, taking things in, just hanging out. You know, and I enjoyed that role, you know, Yes. Uh, which is funny because like there's a lot of comedians that they need to be on and they need to be the center of attention at all points. And for me, I, I get that from when I'm on stage. I don't really need it in my real life. I just, you know, I, I go on, you know, when things are uh, not crazy, I, I go on stage almost every night. So it's like, yeah, I, I get it then. And then the rest of the day, I'm just like chill. And same, even when I would go to parties when I was younger, it would be, uh, I, I was just I, almost easy to forget because I'm just chill and quiet. And uh, one of the reasons I really loved starting the podcast was because I was meeting people all the time in comedy or other parts of my life. And I would, it was just so like in passing and I'm like way better at this like one-on-one situation instead of like at a comedy club trying to get to know someone where there's like eight other people also talking and you know it's so um yeah I, I I'm the same way and and uh, often uh I, I think of comedy as that like well when I was younger I used to think of comedy as like my alter ego of like yeah, this is a different version of me and now now it's just like the same person I feel like but it's just kind of like a a weird thing that I do that I just, you know, eat a sandwich, then all of a sudden I'm on stage talking about it. So yeah. Um, yeah. You molded them together. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, it's yeah. finally that you're, you're at the age where you don't feel like you have to separate those two, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, I, my further questions on competing are, um, what, it, what does it exactly mean to go pro versus just someone that's just competing? So there's, there's a bunch of different leagues, but if you're looking at like, if you're watching like the Olympia and things like that, um, those men and women go through what's called the NPC. And then, so NPC, it's like a, um, it's just a lower kind of level that you have to compete and you have to, it depends on the show, the size of the show, but you either have to go be first or second in your class of women. And that's based on height when you're not a pro. Um, so I went pro in Pittsburgh of 2019. Uh, I think there were like 27 girls in my class. Uh, but in the whole show, this was 35 and over. So there's mm. different. So 
35 and over. And I think there's 40 and over 45 and over, but everything else is open. So like once I went pro, I now have to compete with like a 25 year old girl. You know what I mean? That's been like, it's a whole different world. Um, So I am in a league with those people that are the girls that are on the Olympia and those things, but I have not competed against them. Like that's, (laughs) <laughs> that's, intense that's amazing, for me though. yeah yes. it sounds like uh going pro is kind of like entering the super bowl where you're like, <laughs> you're like it's awesome I, I mean i will use it yes yeah <laughs> that's awesome so do you, you plan on competing down the line again so i would like to you know i i think that uh especially like clients that i work with you have to practice what you preach as far as healthy lifestyle and mm-hmm. um competing is it's not only getting on stage and that competitive feeling, but the discipline in my life changed my life. So, Mm. you know, I went through a divorce and through that divorce, it was kind of like, I needed something to kind of keep me, um, I guess afloat, if you would like a reason to kind of get out of bed in the morning. And that was it, you know, so I would go to the gym and I would, you know, prep my food. And that was my life like for, Um, before that show, it was seven months I prepped. I mean, not a drop of alcohol measured my food, water, everything, you know? So people look at my body when I was competing and they're like, wow, how do I get that? And I'm like, (laughs) well, let's see, you have to measure every bit of food that goes in your mouth, water. I mean, it's insane. You know, it's not, it's not maintainable for, you know, anybody it's, And it's not like competitors don't look like that all year round. We can't, you know, the, the body fat is so low, it's unhealthy and it's, it's a much better life to have balance, you know, to be able to drink wine or have pizza or have, you know, things like that, but not to go off the deep end of, you know, the pandemic. I I mean, there was probably a few months there that I didn't go to the gym at all, you know, or Mm. work out. So yeah. 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 Do you, do you have any advice for people that are kind of being at home more uh, on like, just on a basic day-to-day level? Like before we, uh, we had a, we had a yoga instructor on and we very much talked about stretching and also uh, she really pushed the idea of like, Hey, don't stress about it. You know, like this isn't like, I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're getting the advice on stretching, but also, you know, don't, don't worry about too much. You're not, you know, there's no, just like stay mentally good was like a big push that we had on that. But do you have anything that's like good low level advice for anyone that's kind of in this situation? So what I find a lot with my clients that I've worked with is, and again, they're in different States. So it's like, are you going to be working out at a gym? Are you going to be working out at home? Like what is the, the start of it, you know? And, And what I find is like, so many people are working at their desks now at home and they usually don't have a good setup. You know, the, the monitor isn't at the right place. So that's like, if you're sitting at a desk for eight, 12 hours, you have to have a a chair. Like it's almost investing in shoes. If you're going to be using that for that long, a little bit of money, whatever you can spend to get a better chair, a better desk setup is going to uh, change posture. Cause we're going to see as physical therapists, I can only imagine a lot of neck pain, a lot of shoulder pain, um, just from basically setting your desk up a little different. 
and then mm. getting up every two hours. So some people will be stuck. If you have to set yourself an alarm that says like, get up and go for a walk around your house or go outside and get some fresh air. Yeah. It's going to change your productivity. You think you can't walk away for five minutes when in actuality, if you do, you're going to be so much more productive when you come back. And, and I preach that a lot, just taking five, 10 minutes to go get some fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I think that's super important. And I'm definitely one of those people, uh, anytime I've had like a desk job where it's like, uh, I remember one time I, I had a, an office that was inside of a connected to basically like a warehouse and you could often find me just carrying my laptop around the warehouse and putting it on top of like crates or whatever and just working standing yeah. somewhere because exactly that because I'm like I'm so just like I can't sit this here all day and and then I've had jobs where that was like not so easy to do and I immediately felt the difference of just sitting there all day and just like yes. my back pain and, and, and just, you know, and then you're driving and then you're, and then you're sitting in your car and you have like a drive home or whatever. And then that's like a whole nother conversation of just like yeah. that exhaustion. And then you're home and then you're like, well, time to go to bed and do it again. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. just worn I, out. <laughs> I went from, you know, physical therapist outpatient. I was seeing like 20 some patients a day. And then I started doing telehealth. So I was doing telehealth, um, sitting at a desk. So I went from probably walking three miles a day, being a therapist, like that job that you said, you can't really sit down and going from that to my, like, when I tell you my whole body ached, my joints ached, I'm like, this is what my patients are feeling. Like, this is why everybody hurts so bad because we're all sitting in terrible chairs and it's like. just that little bit of activity each day is going to make a huge difference and getting a desk set up that fits you and, and, you know, supports your neck that you're not looking down. Phones is another one. That's a huge. Yeah. That's my issue right now. Yes. It's like, I, I, I'm, I'm glued to it. You know, I'm in the shower replying to emails, you know, I'm, I'm in there. (laughs) It's crazy. You gotta, you gotta watch my, um, so foam roller. Have you ever used a foam roller before? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Yeah. So I have a video. Um, I think it's on my Instagram, but I'll, I'll have to share it. It's, it's a postural, like laying on a foam roll, doing different postural things and it will change everything. So if you have a desk job, that's it's, you know, it'll take you five, 10 minutes a day to do this at night and it'll make such a difference in mm-hmm. your posture, any kind of neck or shoulder pain. So. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with the people that are spending, I'm spending so much time at home, like all my time at home. And I'm, I didn't realize that um, my activity that like the way that I guess I, I burned all my calories as a comedian is a lot of standing around at clubs and bars and, and walking around these venues and, and running from one venue to another and all these like kind of activities I would do at 8 PM to 10 PM to 1 AM or whatever. Um, all those activities, it's like, I'm just definitely not getting all the same steps in and, and yeah. uh, away from my computer and desk. And so, and so now it's like, you know, uh, doing the podcast all the time. I am sitting at a desk all the time. <laughs> so yes. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, even though my job's a little bit not uh, normal, but um, I'm definitely feeling the same effects. Um Yeah. So we're, so you, you brought up Instagram, you have a wonderful Instagram. I think it's great. Um, 
Yeah. Do, do you feel like that's where you're getting a lot of your clients from is Instagram or where are they finding you mostly? So it's, it's a mix of, um, different things, you know, word of mouth. Um, I use a, an app called Thumbtack, which is kind of cool that that's, it's gotten me in touch with people on the West coast, which is crazy. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, a little bit through Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, with all these things changing and I feel like a lot of them are just trying to take your money and <laughs> like, you know, with the advertisement, it's, yeah. Some of it's just crazy, but I really put a lot of effort into trying to get these things out to people. And it's at the end of the day, it's like, I can only work with so many clients, but I want to help as many people as possible. So if I help one client that can educate their friends or, you know, give yeah. this ebook or whatever, the more people I can help, the better I will feel, you know, that's, that's really at the end of the day, why I switched over and left a comfortable job to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that's great. And it is, it is interesting because um, I have a friend that also he, his whole business is on Thumbtack. Like that's like where he lives and uh, doesn't really spend much on advertising or anything, but it's like Thumbtack email list, and then just a lot of word of mouth. And uh, I, I think that's great. Um, how do you, do you do an email list? Is that something you've been Yes. Yeah. So I do. So like the ebook to get it, it goes, you know, to collect your email. And, and honestly, I'm not like a, it's a one man band here. Like I can't <laughs> do everything. So if you sign up for my email list, you'll get like one or two things here and there, but I'm not like a Groupon, like Groupon is crazy. Yeah. They literally send me like 25 emails a day, but it's, it's a, a way for me to keep in contact with people, honestly, and, and be able to reach out and, and share things like the ebook and stuff down the road that, uh, you know, if you're not no longer on Instagram or Facebook or things like that, that I can still get that information to them. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And so when, uh, like, yeah, like you mentioned on your, your Instagram, is that something you're going to continue doing is releasing like workouts on there or is that like your plan for 2021 or? Yeah. So I, my big thing is um, being able to do workouts at home. People think like you need a gym and you really don't. I mean, there there's, I, when I was doing telehealth, I would have people like walk their phone around and like, show me like what stuff they had because <laughs> you can do so much. Like, yeah. Like grab that dog. No, just you know, <laughs> above your no. head right now. <laughs> yeah. Like a gallon of milk, uh, you know, cans of soup, just different things that a belt you can do stretches with. Um, mm. There's so much, you know, a tennis ball is, you can do some crazy like muscle releases with tennis ball that people don't realize. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so kind of putting videos out there of like, hey, do you have this stuff at home? You can do this right now. Like, you yeah. know, and yeah. getting the information out there about, preventing injuries before they start because something becomes chronic it's harder to treat and it starts to affect everything in your life you know it's different joints and if you have neck pain then it goes to the shoulders then it goes to the back and it's 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 sad to see when it literally could have been prevented from just changing one little thing or having them do an exercise six months ago yeah it, so is there any um do you have like any mentors in your life or anyone that you really like inspire and really enjoy what they're doing? And you're like, that's, that's the route I want to take. Or was there any, or maybe a book you read that really like sent you down a certain path? 
since, I mean, I had, I have, you know, a few mentors in my life that are, you know, I had a basketball coach that, um, I actually quit soccer, my main sport. And I had a basketball coach kind of tell me like, no, you like, <laughs> you're not good at basketball. You need to go back to soccer. And it was Listen. like, <laughs> but, but at the time when I was 16 years old, that made a huge difference in my life, you know? So yeah. I, that is in my head. And then I have a, um, my old boss was a physical therapist. He owned his own company. Um, we became very close when I was working as a tech for him. Uh, and he's the one that actually convinced me to go to PT school. Oh, nice. You know, I was a biology major. I couldn't really find a job that paid anything and I didn't know what to do with my life. And it was like, I started doing that and he's like, Hey, you're really good at this. You should go to school. And you know, he, we still like I went to Virginia a week ago and I, I still went out to dinner and we talk about, you know, next level and what's going on now. And it's, it's crazy to have that guidance of, you know, he owned his own company and mm. be able to call him and say, Hey, like, um, you know, what did you do for this or that, you know, and it's, uh, another one is I have a business coach, um, James Patrick that I work with out in Arizona, actually. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So, you know, and he's been um, at first a friend and we kind of just talked about things. And I think it was like a little pushes of like, Mm. you know, pushing me in the direction of giving me the confidence that I could do it uh, was huge. And obviously, you know, my family and parents, but yeah, I'm sure I miss somebody and they're going to watch this and be like, (laughs) but it's, Yeah. yeah. No, it is. It's always those little things. Like I can, I clearly remember, like, especially in comedy where it's like, I remember working with like a headlining comedian when I was just starting out and they would say or do or something that would just send me down a completely different path, you know? And uh, one of them that really comes to mind lately was I was, uh, I was trying to get booked at this comedy club and um, the booker just one like he he knew he liked me he was very nice to me and he could tell that I had good intentions and he was like just one day to simply put it he, he was like listen man uh your comedy is weird I just don't know what to put you on like I don't know what show and he's like this this doesn't pay off right now like right now it's a hard spot for you he's like but when you're a headliner people will love that because they're like, oh, we have to have Zach here because it's different than the comedy we normally have. And um, it just really pushed me to be like, oh, I, I should continue down this path I'm going instead of, because a lot of people in comedy are like, you should sound like Jerry Seinfeld, or you should sound like, you know, they're always trying to push you in like a direction that someone's already made. And uh, his advice of just like, his honesty of being like, I don't know where to put you really did kept me going, okay, I'm going to keep down that and see where I can take my comedy and, and stop uh, being so hard on myself about not sounding like these, you know, famous comedians that are already doing the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, 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 that was very eye opening for me. It was just that slight pivot and change. And, and uh, there's been a couple of those. And sometimes it's like even listening to a podcast, I'll be like, ah, that's that moment that I need to hear. So. Yes. Yeah. I read a book uh, just recently. Well, I, I drove to Virginia, which was a 10 hour long dreaded drive, but <laughs> I am able to listen to a lot of podcasts and books. And I listened to this one um, 
uh, the universe has a plan or something like that. And it's, mm, okay. it talks about different mantras and things like that, but it's, it's like people come into your life at a certain time, like it, it's all on purpose and it can be something that like maybe that guy at the time hurt your feelings, but thinking back on it, it's like, wow, he really gave me some true life advice and, and ultimately good advice, you know, to keep yeah. being who I am. Um, so it's, it's a very good book. Uh, the universe always has a plan. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Highly good suggest. Book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was there any, any like other big takeaways from that book when you're listening to it? any aha moments? Um, another one was, um, like everything kind of happens and it molds you into who you are today. So like, sometimes I'll look back at my divorce and, and people go through those moments in their lives where luckily I didn't have kids. It, it affected me, but not, you know, anybody else, but it was like, why did that happen? You know, you always think of like, why did this happen to happen to me? When I look back at it now, it's crazy because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be starting this business or like it, it's that, yeah. that had to happen in order for me to be who I am today. And yeah. it's, you know, I, I find that when people are in that, uh, not depressed, but just like that stage of why me, why did this happen to happen to me? Kind of taking that and using it as fuel to their fire to say this happened to me, but guess what? I'm a stronger person now and I can help somebody else or I can face something different and go through this because I went through that. So it's, it was kind of like a aha moment. Like my whole, now my whole life kind of made sense up to this point where before yeah. I was like, what the hell, why would that happen to me? Like, why did I do? It's terrible. But yeah, yeah. That's I a hundred percent going back to like that booker telling me that advice. It was, I moved to a new city and I was trying to get in on that new city that I was living in. And that was the, you know, turning point. And if I never moved to that city and had that moment, if I just stayed in Phoenix at the time, in Phoenix, I, I, uh, it was, it was very, I moved to Louisville and I lived there for four years. And when I lived there, it was like very, like, people were very like upfront with me because they didn't know me from their past or they have, they have no connection to me in any way. So they were just being very like, yeah, man, I don't like your comedy. I don't like this, you know, like, and I was getting all this, like, feedback and advice that in Phoenix I was getting none you know I was getting because everyone's just like yeah well, Zach he's a nice guy I'll put him on a show not saying hey he needs to get better at comedy or he needs to do this thing or nothing just just keep doing the thing and uh yeah exactly I moved there and that was like my big takeaway from living in Louisville was just like the eye-opening of people being like yeah I have no connection let me tell you what I really think and um in the nicest way sometimes uh sometimes not so nice but uh <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and then moving back to phoenix and like really being like i remember when i moved there and then when i moved back to phoenix after living there for four years my comedy had just taken to this like extreme different level and it was awesome. all just from like building up there and 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 it's like uh you know not like, good experiences bad experiences there and you know like got fired from jobs and quit jobs, you know, the whole thing for four years. And uh, it was just one of the, where I'm like, I, I wouldn't change any of that because I definitely needed that to head me down where I'm going, where I went then. And then when I moved back to Phoenix is when my 
career finally like actually took off and I started making money. So, you know, for me, it was, it was like the, the, the time to do that. So off question, but do you, uh, when it's new year's like this, like when we're going fresh into a new year, have you been approaching it as setting goals, making vision boards, doing like the whole like thing that January in January people do is that is that part of your personality or or no yes but it's not like January I'm I'm the kind of person that's like I want to do a business so I'm gonna start it tomorrow on a Tuesday like Mm. you know what I mean like you know some people will say I want to start it fresh on Monday I'm like there's no better time than right now like why why wait until Monday why wait until the new year's why I just hate waiting. You sound you know? like an athlete. You yes. sound like an athlete. Yes, I'm an impatient athlete. Yes. <laughs> Competitive. I compete at everything. Golf, yeah. drinking, everything. You know, it's like. Yeah. 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 I had to like, uh, when I was younger, I had to really like tone that down because like, yeah, like I came from like wrestling, like the minute I was born, I was like wrestling and everything's a competition. Yes. And, you know, and even I, I was talking about this the other night. And then when I was in high school, like the video game Halo came out, like when I was, yeah, and then Halo 2 came out. And I remember when I was like competing in Halo. So I was like signing up for tournaments to compete on a video. Like I just couldn't just like enjoy a thing. I had to be like, no, this, I have to do the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's innate. Like it, it's, it's built into your system, you know, your mm-hmm. family. Like how was your family growing up? Like mine, when we would play cards, if you lost, like, you would not live that down for at least until you won again. You know, it was like, my mom doesn't even play Monopoly anymore because of my dad, like hid money under the board one time. And she, she ended up losing. Cause I don't even know she will not play with us anymore. So it's me, my brother, sister, and dad are like super competitive. Yeah. Yeah, I was always like, uh, I had my own like approaches, but my sister, she definitely was like a go-getter, you know, like she, you know, she graduated high school early so she could like, she had this like whole plan and I was like totally not that person. Like competitive in my own way with like wrestling and, and clearly video games for some reason. But like, she was very much like life plan, go-getter, I'm going to accomplish this. And she, I mean, she did, she like, she crushed it. She's doing great now. Um, but like me, it was just kind of like I would pick random things that led to nothing <laughs> about that or, you know, try to be the best at that. And, you know, I, I get like, uh, uh, I think a lot of comics are this way where we get like kind of obsessive with something and we're just kind of like really into something for a bit. And like for me, the podcast is like one of those things where I get in and out of where I get obsessed for a bit. And then, uh, you know, it's just, I'll pick random things in my life. And, and uh, in 2019, it was joke writing. I was just like insanely obsessed with joke writing. And I was like, how many jokes can I write in a week? If I write every hour, like, what if I do this? And like, I was just like playing around and just trying to build like the best hour of comedy that I could. And so in 2019, if you like met me, everything I would have talked about would have been about joke writing and it would have been about going to the open mic and trying to just do that, you know, and trying to grow that. Um, are you like, do you get obsessive compulsive over something like that? Or like just like really into deep yes. diving? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, it's, it's bad sometimes, you know, with uh, just mm. like you said, sometimes you get off on a tangent that 
it does not make any difference if you do this or not, but I get so obsessive over it. It's like, <laughs> I have to finish it. And then like my dishes won't be done. Like stuff that actually matters in life will not happen because I'm so obsessed with this one little thing of finishing. Like, you yeah. know, like I'm doing all the marketing, like I'm doing everything. I, I designed my gosh, three websites now. Like I'm learning so much of that stuff. And it's, I like artistic stuff. I paint and those kind of things. But oh, like yeah. when it comes to like designing stuff on like Canva and st- I get obsessed with it. And it's like hours in and I'm like, why am I working on this like <laughs> one little thing that I probably won't even post because I'll forget about it. It'll be in my yeah. photos, like, you know, a year <laughs> yeah. back. And hours yeah. in, just focus, laser focus. That's so funny. Um, I did see that you you paint and uh do you do you have like a separate Instagram for that or anything or are you just are you like I, I, it's a, a thing that I, I keep to myself or so painting to me has always been I'm never really good at expressing my feelings mm. I I tend to and I kind of didn't realize this about myself but I would start painting and and I would feel better and it was like you know, a bottle of wine and a paint painting later. And I look back the next day and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I look at the painting, like there's so much emotion in the painting mm. that it's like a release for me to to do. So I, you know, I sold one painting, um, which was crazy. I, I, I mean, I don't do that for a living, but I took a chance and I put it up for sale and somebody bought it. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that could be something. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I don't do it. Like I, right now I have a blank canvas sitting there looking at me, um, mm-hmm. but you kind of just have to feel it. And I, I'm sure that's like for you with jokes, you can't, you almost can't force to make yeah. up a joke. It's got to come to you and, and kind of happen in real life. And um, so that's, yeah. Painting for me is like a release of emotions. So yeah yeah same, same. that's comedy for me you know there's times where it's like my jokes feel more uh emotion passion driven because it's clearly something I'm, I'm going through at that moment or you know there, there's a lot of ups up you know like silly jokes so it's like maybe I'm just having a good day you know it's very that up and down and then I do feel much better after getting that out and telling it on stage so yeah because people yeah. can relate too you know it's it's yeah. that connection that you make with people with real life situations like comedy I like I don't know who you're you know comedian but like I remember my mom watching like Sinbad and people like that it's like he yeah. had jokes about his family and different things that can relate to what my family went through and it's Mm -hmm. those kind of comedians are yeah what I love you know yeah yeah we 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 were joking about it on the podcast recently where it's like my last hour that I was uh, performing was very much like it could be summed up as like here here's tragic things that happened to me like just in a (laughs) row (laughs) so I got my car towed and then just like all these things (laughs) and down that route but but people can relate to that you know where when in the moment you're like oh man this is like the worst day of my life but when you look back (laughs) on it you can joke about it because what else are you gonna do like if you get upset about it it's just gonna internalize when you joke about it like that's that's yeah, definitely it's, it's that so one. much better to do that well thank you so much for being on the show today where can people find you online so instagram i am at dr dot terry wittick um facebook you can find me either terry wittick or next level health and fitness 
Uh, and then my website is nlhealth.net. So they, those, you know, if you go to my website, um, that will kind of take you to everything. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'll make sure to put all the links in the show notes so they can find you. And yes. then also, uh, if you send me that foam roller video, I yes. will put that in the, in the show notes and they can, they can also see exactly the, the things that I'm, I'm doing later. Where yes. I'm, perfect. I'm, You're going to have to video it and put it on there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll do my best attempt at a foam roller. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and I, I wanted to mention, I do have, um, you know, free consult. So when I do zoom calls with people, you know, to answer questions about if they have questions about my program or if they have just general health questions, like I, I don't want people to feel scared about signing up for those. I am not a salesman by any means. Like if you mm. join on the call and you want to do the program, great. Like uh, I'm not on there to, uh, like when you get on with, uh, Oh, people drive me crazy with the sales stuff, but oh, man, um, yeah. I, I'm legitimately <laughs> just like you trying to reach people, help people. If you have questions, they can always reach out to me. That's on my website to schedule. And it's all free. You know, you don't have to pay anything to talk okay. to me and reach out to me. Yeah. I'll put, I'll make sure to put that link too to schedule a call with you to yes. make sure that they can get that uh, 30 minute consult and and uh, get advice. I, it is scary when you go into some, I, I, I get asked uh, both ends, you know, people come to me for advice and they, they feel like they need to like pay me all the time in some way, or, you know, they, they think that there's like an end goal that I have. And I'm like, yes, I'm just here to answer your questions. Yeah. And then I have been the guy that's, I'm like, yeah, I signed up for a zoom call. And then all of a sudden they're showing me a slideshow and how they're, you know, and then some kind of pyramid that they made. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think this is for me you know, please give me my credit card back. You know, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no credit card collection upon scheduling and there's no, uh, um, pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. There's know. like nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's just me. This is the background like, that you see. And yeah. <laughs> we'll just chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I'll put that link down below too. Um, yeah. Thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I, I, I got some wonderful stuff from this and, and I, I hope some people did too. Uh, I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman podcast and outro music. Right. Right.